What's up, guys? Welcome back to Driving After with Chelsea. It is me, Chelsea. You know the drill. Just another week. And guess what? It's finally week one of the NFL season for 2021. And there is not one person that is more excited about this than me. I mean, you've been hearing it for weeks. I've been consistently saying how excited I am. It's been over 200 days since Super Bowl 55, since a game mattered until today. Yes, I am recording on Thursday. I've been pretty busy this week, um, even though it was a holiday weekend last weekend. But I've been pretty busy this week, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to release it before the game tonight, so I'm not like cheating on my picks, you know? This episode may be short just because it is week one. I'm pretty much just going to go over every game, going to go in detail about it, and, you know, give my prediction on who will win. I didn't do too bad in the preseason, I will say. My, I mean, my record was above 500. It wasn't the best, but it was above 500. I went 19-11-1 this preseason, and I'm hoping to be better during the regular season, and we're going to start it off being better with week one. And with that being said, the first game is tonight. It's Thursday night at 820. It's the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or what Tampa fans call it, the Champa Bay Buccaneers. But I don't really like that term. I, I don't like that term just because Tom Brady is there. I mean, it is what it is, whatever. But we have the Cowboys at the Buccaneers tonight at 8.30 or 8.20. Um, right off the bat, I'm, go- I'm picking the Buccaneers, right? Uh, Bruce Aarons is back. They just won a Super Bowl. I just said it over 200 days ago. Um, and the Buccaneers are returning all 22 starters to the team. The only problem with that is... Jordan Whitehead, the Tampa Bay's starting safety, is officially ruled out for tonight's game. Um, He's been battling an injury, his hamstring. So that's the only starter who played in Super Bowl 56 or 55 who will not be starting tonight. But I don't think I don't think it's going to be a huge factor that he's not playing. Um, I think the Buccaneers are going to win because. One, it's Tom Brady at quarterback, right? He's arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, which hurts me to say, but facts are facts. And he has a great receiver group in Chris Godwin and um, Mike Evans, who just restructured his contract again to help out the team and give more cap space. Um, And their offensive line is uh, decent, I don't know why I said their offensive line is defense. I stopped recording for a minute, and I know it's like I'm in like in the middle of breaking down the Dallas and Bucks game tonight, but just know that my heart is absolutely shattered right now after the recent news coming out of Baltimore with Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters, and I just want to crawl in a corner and cry for about three hours. But I'm not going to do it. We have a we have a motto in Baltimore, next man up. Although we have no next men up for the running back room. Um, but I think I think we'll do fine. 
but we'll get to that in a minute. Anyways, back to the Dallas and Buccaneers game. Um, the starting right guard for Dallas is out tonight, Zach Martin. He tested positive for COVID. Um, he's one of the best guards that team has, and especially with this being Dak's first game back after his ankle injury last October and his shoulder injury injury during training camp. Um, it's definitely going to impact not only the pass protection for Dak, but Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, he, Zeke runs right behind him when he starts, and he gets the most yards when Zach Martin starts. So it's definitely going to have an impact on the run game tonight. Um, but, yeah, overall, the Bucks are winning. Sorry, I'm very distraught right now. One thing I do want to mention about Dallas um, I think CeeDee Lamb is going to have a breakout year this year. He had a great year last year. He had 935 yards, just under 1,000. And with Dak being back and throwing to him, he's I fully expect him to go over 1,000 yards this year. And he's going to be one of the best wide receivers in the league. Coming, I'm telling you, he, he's just he's that guy. He's that guy. But moving on, um, next game Sunday at 1 p.m., we have the Jaguars at Texans. I'm taking the Jaguars win. I said last week, Houston, I would put money on Houston being one of the worst NFL teams this year. They're going to have a top two draft pick, and it ain't going to be two. Um, little Drake reference after Loverboy dropped. Certified Loverboy dropped last week. Um, but yeah, anyways... Jags are winning this one. Urban Meyer is the new head coach for Jacksonville. As we all know, Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick and went to Jacksonville. He is going to have a great, great year, great rookie year at quarterback. Um, I mean, the similarities, I mean, Houston and Jacksonville, they both have brand new head coaches. With Houston, they have David Culley. He, he came from Baltimore. He was a wide receivers coach. But they're both making their NFL debut Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. Um, more on Texans news: Deshaun Watson is not playing. They they said they're taking a week by week, but I don't think he's going to play at all this season unless he gets traded. But I don't see him getting traded with the impending criminal charges and accusations he's facing right now. I mean, what team would trade for for that if he like there? He don't even know his future. Um, but Tyrod Taylor's is the starting quarterback from Tex- for the Texans week one. I would assume he would be for the next 17 weeks as well. With Tyrod Taylor starting, um, this is his first game starting since week one of 2020 when he started for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but he was accidentally injecting with a pain-killing um, injection to his lungs because he had cracked ribs. So... That's what gave Justin Herbert the start, and then Justin Herbert went on to win Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. So, I mean, good for Justin Herbert, but, I mean, it sucks for Tyrod Taylor. But I'm I'm happy for Tyrod getting um, a second chance at starting because he, he only started in 48 games in his career since 2011. He was the backup in Baltimore for a couple years. Then he went on to Buffalo, where he got the majority of his starts in 2015, 16, and 17. And then he was the backup again 
And then he was supposed to start for the Chargers, and then week one, you know, after week one, that going into week two, he got injected. I think, like, that Sunday, like, before the game, like, right before the game, he had to be called inactive because they punctured his lung. Uh, but with Trevor Lawrence, I believe Trevor Lawrence is going to be a top pick for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think he'll win it, but I think he'll be an option. Um, but Jacksonville, he, like Trevor Lawrence, he lost his former college teammate and current NFL teammate, Travis Etine. The running back for Jacksonville, they picked him up in the first round. Um, but they do have good backs in James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. So they're going to take a majority of the running back role. And Houston's defense is, um, I mean, their whole team's not good, but their defense is not great. So I expect major, or I, I anticipate major um, breakout runs week one from James Robinson and Carlos Hyde. But yeah, bottom line, I think I think the uh, Jaguars are winning this game. They're just overall a better team than the Houston Texans. Um, same time Sunday, 1 p.m., we have the Chargers at the Washington football team. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I don't think it's, it's going to be kind of exciting, actually. Uh, Justin Herbert, like we, I talked a little bit about him earlier. He got a start week two last year after the Tyrod Taylor situation, and he won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year. With an excellent route runner and wide receiver in Keenan Allen, who had 100 receptions and just under 1,000 yards last year. Um, on the flip side, Ryan Fitzpatrick has great weapons with Logan Thomas at tight end, Antonio Gibson at running back, Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin at wide receiver, and he's a longtime veteran in this game. And not to mention their defense. Their defense is like top 10, probably top 5. And their defensive end, Chase Young, won Defensive Rookie of the Year last year. So it's it's going to be a great matchup to see, to see both Justin Herbert and Ryan Fitzpatrick go at it offensively. And then on the flip side, you got Joey Boza and Chase Young go at it on the defensive side. And, yeah, it's that's going to be a good game. But I think the Chargers will come away with this win. Actually, I, do I think the Chargers will? Yeah. Yeah, I think the Chargers will. I think the Chargers will because Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, he went 12 for 21 during preseason, which we've already, I mean, we've already said before, preseason don't really matter. And, and all that, and but Justin Herbert didn't play at all during preseason. Um, I would say home field advantage would give Washington the edge, but not much of a home field advantage over at Landover. Yeah, I'm going with Chargers. I'm sticking with the Chargers winning this one. Same time at 1 p.m. Sunday with the Seattle Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts. It's going to be another good game. Uh, Russell Wilson's fully healthy. He... Is their starting quarterback, obviously. Meanwhile, Carson Wentz is... He, he's starting this week, but he's coming off a foot injury and also coming off the COVID list. So he's had limited practice this entire training camp and all that. Um, Quentin Nelson, the guard, 
he's also supposed to start this week. He's also coming off the COVID list. And he's part of that strong, sturdy offensive line up in Indy, which will give Carson Wentz multiple seconds in the backfield to figure out, like in the pocket, would figure out if he wants to throw it and, and get his receivers open. Um, speaking of receivers, T.Y. Hilton is on IR. He's having neck surgery. So, we'll see what, what comes of that. But Michael Pittman Jr., he's entering his second year, and he has a... I think he's going to make a big jump this year, especially with T.Y. out. Um, and then their backfield with Jonathan Taylor back there. He's like the backbone of this offense. He had over 1,100 yards last season, 11 touchdowns. So, the... I think the Colts offense is going to be very good this year. Is it going to be great week one just because Carson Wentz is getting back into the swing of things? I don't know. But on the on the other side, on the visiting side, Russell has had years of experience. Not that Carson hasn't. Carson has just been injured almost every year he's been in the league. And then you have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf are his two main targets on offense, and they're just phenomenal wide receivers, and I've picked up at least one of them in all of my fantasy leagues this year, and I did last year too, and it was very beneficial for me. But I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a good game to watch, and I think the Seahawks are going to come away with a win. Moving on, we have the Jets at the Panthers at 1 p.m. on Sunday. The Jets are visiting Carolina to face their former quarterback, Sam Darnold, and their former wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. Christian McCaffrey's back. He only played three games last year, but in 2018 and 2019, he had over 1,000 rushing yards each season. Not to mention, he's also a receiving back. Um, and... If you play fantasy, the first I guarantee the first pick in every one of your leagues, the they win with Christian McCaffrey their first pick. I mean, the guy is just solid. He's he's a guarantee at least like twenty points every game. This isn't a fantasy podcast because I told you I don't. I mean, I know fantasy, but I don't like getting in too deep to it like some some podcasts do. But I mean, Christian McCaffrey, he I think he's going to have comeback player of the year this year. Um which I'm excited to see. So, the Panthers are going to be are going to be good. I think they're going to win this game. Um, Zach Wilson's a rookie, rookie quarterback. He's under a new head coach with Robert Sala. And they signed a big receiver this offseason with Corey Davis. Jamison Crowder is questionable right now. He's on the COVID list. It's possible he could be clear by Sunday, but only time will tell. And then on the defensive side for New York Jets, uh, C.J. Mosley is finally back after not playing the last two seasons. Um, last year he opted out because of COVID, and the 2019 season he, he had a season-ending end, injury, sur- like he had surgery. So he's finally back. He actually he actually made a comment a couple weeks ago, something to the effect of if. If you doubt on the New York Jets, you're really going to eat your words because we're a really good team this year. And, like, yeah. Um, you have to say that because uh, you, like, 
signed a long-term contract with them, but, I mean, obviously you don't have to say that, but I I don't think they're going to be as good as he he thinks they're going to be. Um, I think they're going to be better than in years past, but I just don't see them being... I don't see them making the playoffs this year, obviously. Um, but yeah, I have the Panthers winning that game. I think they're just a more developed team than... And Zach Wilson's going to make a, a few rookie mistakes. Moving on, Minnesota Vikings at Cincinnati Bengals at Sunday at 1 p.m. This is Joe Burrow's first official, first, I say official, but like meaningful um, game back after his ACL tear last November. He played a couple snaps the last week of preseason, but that was it. Their rookie wide receiver, Jamar Chase, he's had problem catching the balls all preseason, he had, like, five targets and dropped one of one. Uh, he had five targets and dropped all but one pass to him. So, and actually there was, like, reports that came out today that he made a comment that uh, catching an NFL ball is harder than the NCAA ball because it's hard harder to see because it doesn't have the white stripes. Um... He, like, fired back and was like, they're twisting my words or whatnot, but I I thought it was pretty comical. One, because I don't like LSU, and I don't like the Bengals either. But if, if he can catch the ball and, like, he can fix, like, his butterfingers, he's going to be a good receiver in the league. Even if Jamar Chase doesn't, like, fix his drops right away, Joe Burrow still has um, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, who both had great seasons last year the only the only problem again is their offensive line is still shaky I mean that's ultimately like what got Joe hurt the first time he he needs protection especially after a crazy injury last year that ended the season um but I think if Joe Burrow can stay healthy and and the offensive line can protect him. I think he's going to have a good year. Um, they're still going to come in last place in the AFC North, but whatever. <laughs> and then uh, Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson, who had 1,400 yards in his rookie year last year, and Dalvin Cook, who is arguably one of the best running backs in the league. He had almost 1,600 yards last year. As we all know, tight end Irv Smith is out, so Justin Jefferson is going to be one of his main targets um, this year, and he was one of his main targets last year, and he did phenomenal. So, who I think Justin Jefferson should have won Offensive Rookie of the Year last year, but that's just my opinion. Um, But yeah, with that game ending, I have the Minnesota Vikings winning and beating the Cincinnati Bengals. Moving on to Cardinals at the Titans, Sunday at 1 p.m. This is going to be a great game. Little AFC-NFC matchup. It's not a Super Bowl preview because I don't think the Cardinals can get there. But the Cardinals, on paper, have one of the best teams in the league. I mean, their defense is just phenomenal with J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones and... Then their offense, I mean, they signed James Conner for running back depth. They signed A.J. Green. Um, 
but they also have DeAndre Hopkins, like one of the best wide receivers in the league. And it's, I mean, they have a really good team. But on the flip side, the Titans have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and they're amazing receivers too. Like people put, people compare Hopkins and Julio Jones all the time. The Cardinals secondary isn't that good though. They were ranked in the bottom third, the bottom three of the league last year. So, and A.J. Brown is fast and he's a freak athlete. So he can like jump up and make crazy catches. And then the Cardinals biggest problem is going to be stopping Derrick Henry. It's every team's biggest problem when they face the Tennessee Titans. I mean, the man is just a beast. He averaged 126 yards a game last season. He had over 2,000 yards total. And I talked a little bit about, like, J.J. Wan, Chandler Jones, but they also have Isaiah Simmons and then their rookie, Xavier Collins. I mean, can they stop Derrick Henry? No. Like, is there anything... Is there anyone that can stop Derrick Henry? No. It's just more about having, like, it's going to be containing him and trying and not letting him have those breakout runs that he does so well. Also, um, Titans signed Bud Dupree in the offseason, who was a phenomenal addition to their defense. Their defense was already well and this just bumped them up to another level. Um, he had Bud Dupree had eight sacks and two forced fumbles last season, so he's definitely going to cause disruption to Kyler Murray in their offensive line. Um, so yeah, just look out for that. But I think at the end of the day, I think the Tennessee Titans have home field advantage, and I think the Tennessee Titans will win this game. Moving on, 49, 49ers at the Lions, Sunday at 1 p.m. Jimmy G is officially named the starter for San Francisco, who has his like big targets back in. George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Raheem Moser. And on the defensive side, you get Nick Bosa back, and D Ford's a disruptive guy. I mean, the year before last year, Nick Bosa won Defensive Rookie of the Year. And the guy is just... He causes a lot of disruption for the offensives, and he's quick. So, at, and then with Jared Goff, new, he's a new quarterback in Detroit with their new head coach Dan Campbell. I mean, Jared Goff is like still struggling to like know the Lions' offense. So, I don't, I don't see this game looking too good for the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. And I think it's going to take a little bit of time and a few more like a few more games to get them up to speed where they want to be. And the 49ers are just going to simply outplay them this weekend. And that's why I have the 49ers winning this game. Um moving on to a one of the best AFC matchups this weekend. The Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills Sunday at 1 p.m. Um this could be a foreshadowing for a playoff game. So, like a playoff game this year. And with the Bills, like the Bills at home and Bills Mafia, like filling the stadium. They Bills Mafia is one of the craziest fan bases I've ever seen 
on social media, but also seen in person. I got to tailgate with them last or two two winters ago, and it was one of the best tailgates I've ever been to. They're so fun, they're loud, and they're passionate. And Buffalo is a great team. Like they just extended Josh Allen, their quarterback, this year, who he's actually the oldest quarterback in the AFC East, and he's only 25. He's younger than me, and he's the oldest quarterback in the AFC East. That's just wild. But besides that, I mean, they have a star wide receiver in Stephon Diggs, who Josh Allen and Stephon, they have a great, they have great chemistry together. And even if Stephon Diggs is, like, guarded up by Minka Fitzpatrick this weekend, who is probably going to be, and... He still has Emmanuel Sanders on the other side and Cole Beasley. And then they have Devin Singletary and Zach Moss in the backfield. Like, Josh Allen was so close to winning MVP last season because he can also take the ball and run it himself. So he he's a great playmaker. And then with the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is old. He, he didn't have that well of a season last year. But they just drafted Najee Harris in the first round this past draft. And... I mean, we, I talked a little bit about Trevor Lawrence in the Offensive Rookie of the Year. I have money on Najee Harris winning Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. I think people are doubting the Steelers' offensive line. Um, but Najee Harris can get to the outside, and he can, like, stiff arm and tackle. He's like, he's like a younger Derrick Henry almost. He's not, like, as big as Derrick Henry, but they both, like... They both have very similar qualities, and I think Najee is going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year this year. And it starts right here with Game Game 1, Week 1 with that, in Buffalo. He's just an explosive back, and I don't think the Bills' defense and linebackers will be able to stop him. And then, like with speaking of Bills' defense, like you have Jordan Poyer and Tredavious White and Levi Wallace down in the secondary. They have to step up and cover Juju and Chase Claypool, who was a deep threat last year, and Deontay Johnson as well. And TJ Watt, like, are we just not going to talk about him? No, we're going to talk about him. Speaking of TJ Watt, he just, like, literally, probably 20 minutes ago, I came across my phone, he just signed a massive deal, which makes him the highest-paid defensive player in the league. He signed a four-year, $118 million deal, I think. Um, I'm looking it up real quick. Sorry, sorry. This is so bad. $112 million deal. Four-year $112 million deal with $80 million guaranteed. That's insane. And you know what? TJ Watt fully deserves that, that contract. He's a freaking beast. But yeah, after I just, like, talked about a great AFC game, I don't even like fucking Steelers. But it's going to be a a hell of a game and I can't wait to watch it but I think the Buffalo Bills take this away because of the home field advantage um moving on to one of the least interesting games I think of the week the Eagles at the Falcons Sunday at 1 p.m this one's I mean it's tough for me to see who I think will win or yeah the Eagles are underdogs both teams have new head coaches I mean, the Eagles just drafted Heisman winner Devontae Smith. 
to give Jalen a big target to throw to. But Falcons also just drafted one of the best tight ends in this draft in Kyle Pitts to help out Matt Ryan while also having Calvin Ridley. So it's, I don't know who to pick. My friend actually, I'm in one fantasy league. Um, I picked, I think I picked Baker Mayfield as my, yeah, I picked Baker Mayfield as my quarterback and Jalen Hurts was still on the board. And my friend texted me separately. was like, damn, I really thought you were going to go with Jalen. I was like, yeah, I want to, but I do not trust Philadelphia's like coaching staff. They like flip so quick on those guys and I don't trust them like giving like letting Jalen Hurts like have a season like if he has some bad games or whatever I feel like they're just gonna move on to their second string Joe Flacco and not let Jalen like fix his problems and like work it out or whatnot I, I just don't trust it and I mean I hope I'm wrong Jalen Hurts deserves to be the quarterback and he deserves to throw to his big wide receivers Speaking of big wide receivers, the Falcons' secondary is not good. They have three new starters in their secondary. And not that the defensive backs aren't bad, but they're brand new to this defense. And they just got to keep up with fast guys. I mean, Devontae Smith ran a 4-3 in his 40. Jalen Rager ran a 4.47. And he had kind of an off year last year. Actually, a lot of Eagles fans and football fans in general were mad that the Eagles didn't take Justin Jefferson um, instead, which is a dumb decision, but it is what it is now. And then you have Quez Watkins, who ran a 4.35. And he he only had 100 yards last season. But if Jalen can get his connection with those guys, I think the Eagles will win. Um... And I hope the Eagles win just for Devontae and Jalen. But back to exciting games. This is, I think, another great AFC matchup, which is, I think, could also be a foreshadowing of the playoff games this year, but also a rematch for the AFC Divisional game last year. Um, We have the Browns at Kansas City Chiefs Sunday at 425. The Chiefs won in the AFC Divisional game last year. They won 22-17. The Browns looked really good. Um, Baker's a great QB, but Patrick Mahomes is even better. And the Chiefs just, they don't have many flaws. I think their only flaw is their offensive line. And they, they like did stuff to fix that this offseason. They drafted center Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma this year, who's been, who's been snapping well for, Patrick Mahomes. It's kind of tricky though because he's left-handed, so Patrick Mahomes had adjusted that a little bit. But I mean, they have a new center who's a great center, and then they traded for Orlando Brown for left tackle this year. Um, and on top of the offensive line, they have weapons and Tyreek Hill, like one of the fastest players in the whole NFL, and Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the NFL, and. Mahomes and Kelsey are two of the top ten players in the whole NFL. Like it's, they just had they're very offensively they're very 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 good, and like their defense is really good too. Their secondary actually, Tyron Matthew, um, it's questionable if he's even going to play as of 
right now, Thursday. Um, they have sad until Saturday to activate him. He was like on the COVID list, so who knows if he'll play? If he doesn't, that's that's a shot to their secondary, which sucks. I mean, it's, it is what it is. But if it is a shot to their secondary, and he's not there. Baker Mayfield has some good weapons. He has Odell Beckham coming back. He has Jarvis Landry. He has Devontae Peoples or yeah, De- Donovan Peoples Jones. And not only like do they have does he have good wide receivers? The Browns have arguably the best running back duo in the whole league with Nick Chubb Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And they had over a combined two thousand yards and twenty touchdowns last season. So they're very good on the offense as well. And Kevin Stefanski, this is his second year head coaching with the Browns. And, like, he finished with a winning record last year for the first time since 2007 for that organization. Over 10 years ago. I was in seventh grade the last time that happened. And now I've been graduated high school for almost 10 years. But that was very grammatically incorrect the way I said that. And you're probably like, wow, you should really fucking go back to high school if you talk like that. But that's besides the point. Um, But like I said, the last preseason game, you can never bet against Kansas City and the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and what they do. Andy Reid's actually 8-0 against Cleveland. So with that being said, I think Andy Reid's going to move on to 9-0. And the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game Sunday afternoon. Moving on to an NFC matchup. We got the Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. There's actually quite a few good games week one. Um, This game is Sunday at 425 p.m. Aaron Rodgers is coming off an MVP season with one of the best wide receivers in the league with Devontae Adams and not to mention Aaron Jones in that backfield who also has A.J. Dillon. Um, The offense is just great. That's, That's really all I have to say. Um, their offense is just really good. And Jameis Winston, uh, for the New Orleans Saints, he obviously won the starting quarterback job. And he has Alvin Kamara in the backfield, who is phenomenal. Um, Michael Thomas is still out. He's going to miss the first five weeks, so that really sucks for, like, that's a huge weapon that Jameis Winston doesn't have. They do have a strong offensive line, which is very beneficial Obviously, um, and I would I would pick the Saints if they were home. Like technically, they are at home. Like it's their it's a home game, but they're playing in Jacksonville because of Hurricane Ida. So who knows? I mean, I don't really know how well Saints fans travel. Um, but like, if you're from Wisconsin, like Green Bay fan, it's probably cold up there right now. I mean, not freezing, but. Who wouldn't pass up a trip to sunny Jacksonville this weekend? And with that being said, I have the Green Bay Packers winning this NFC matchup. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Moving on, we have the Broncos at the Giants at Sunday at 425. So the Broncos' like offensive defense is actually very talented. It's just their quarterback that's a little bit questionable. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater won won the starting 
quarterback job. And he has great receivers like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, tight end Noah Fant. I mean, Noah Fant's listed on the injury report, but if he plays and like if he stays healthy this year, he's gonna have he's he's a good tight end and he's like someone to look out for. Um, but I think he's gonna have a great year. And if Teddy Bridgewater can honestly like stay, like if he can get it, if he can like get in rhythm and everything, the Broncos are are gonna be a, a decent team this year. Um, they're in a tough division with like I almost said Oakland. But with the Raiders and especially Kansas City, that I don't see them making it to the playoffs. But, I mean, it's it's something like that's a up-and-coming team. I think next year they might draft a quarterback. I feel like they have to. Um, but with the New, New York Giants, the offense is kind, of, is kind of flimsy. And, I mean, I just said it, Denver's defense has a great secondary. And all-pro Von Miller is back. Um, speaking of all pro, Saquon Barkley is also back. They're Giants running back, but I don't, I don't know how many snaps he's going to play week one. They kind of like, I heard the other day, I don't know if it was just a rumor, but they said he wants to take like, just like 15 snaps. I feel like that's not right. Maybe it was like 50% of snaps. I don't know. Either way, he's coming off a season-ending injury last year, um, so I think he'll he'll be back. But I don't know if um, like he's going to be back to one hundred percent by week one, especially with the offensive line kind of whack. Um, dude, I sincerely apologize if you <laughs> hear my dog eating dinner right now. She's over there eating her food, chowing it down. Um, but, uh, the Giants offense, Kevin Galladay, he's on the injury report. He's expected to play Sunday afternoon too, but who knows if he'll be playing, like, minorly injured. But with everything that I said, I have the Broncos winning this matchup. Moving on to a AFC East matchup, the Dolphins at the Patriots. This, this divisional matchup can determine the standings at the end of the year. I mean, it, it very well can come down to it. Another reason I like this this matchup so much is it's Tua Tagovailoa versus Mac Jones. I mean, they're both former Alabama quarterbacks going head-to-head. They both know each other's play style. I mean, Mac was the backup for Tua for a year, and then Mac started last year, um, almost won the Heisman. He came in second to win the Heisman. So, it's going to be a good matchup. Patriots, they have the better offensive line. And Mac Jones has been very good in the preseason. He beat out, like, Cam Newton enough where they cut Cam Newton. And while I think the Dolphins have better weapons, like, in Jalen Waddle, Mike Jaseski, Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin, um, you can never count out Bill Belichick. I mean, it can never, like, bet against him. Patriots secondary is weak, though. Steven Gilmore, he's out for the first six games. He's on the physically unable to perform list. And Jalen Mills in the secondary is also battling an injury. So, I mean, a couple weeks ago I talked about it. The Patriots traded the Ravens for cornerback Sean Wade. So, I mean, can we potentially see him this weekend play a little bit? Maybe. 
Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a good matchup. Like the Patriots, offensively, they have Damian Harris in the backfield, and then Jacoby Myers is a good target for Mac Jones. Um, it's just it's just gonna be a good game. Um, I really I really want to pick the Miami Dolphins to win this, but I think Patriots home field advantage and Bill Belichick's coaching staff. I think the New England Patriots are going to win this one. Um, moving on to Sunday night game, we got the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Rams. It's home field um, for the Rams, although it doesn't mean much in L.A. Like, that's a big tourist town. They have two fan bases there now. Well, they have two teams there, so with the Chargers and the Rams. Um, but Matt Stafford was traded to L.A. in the offseason, and... I think bringing him into Los Angeles gives this team a really good chance at a playoff run. Uh, we talked a little bit about Cam Akers going out. He's He was their number one running back. Um, so now they're relying on, like, Sony Michelle. And I think, I mean, the Bears definitely have the edge on the running backs. But the Rams have, the, have a better edge at wide receivers with, like, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. I mean, and Allen Robinson is so talented. Like, he, he's such a... I, I really think he's an underrated wide receiver. And Andy Dalton's thrown to him. I don't know if you talked about that. Andy Dalton's the starter. Justin Fields is the backup. I don't know how I feel about that. But, I mean, it's Chicago doing Chicago things. So, but yeah. I mean, the Bears' offensive line is garbage. Not to mention the Rams have a defensive player of the year on the line with Aaron Donald. Like, he's going to cause so much havoc for Andy Dalton. And then you have to worry about who you're throwing to because then you have one of the best cornerbacks in the league down in the secondary with Jalen Ramsey. Um, all in all, I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to pull this one out and they're going to win. I think this is a team that will be in the playoffs at the end of the season with a potential Super Bowl run. And for the final game of week one, Monday Night Football, 8-25, with the Baltimore Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Ravens are overall a better team. I mean, our receivers have been a weak point for a couple years. But Hollywood, I mean, even more so like this offseason, like we've we've had a lot of injuries with our wide receivers. Like Rashad Bateman, rookie Rashad Bateman, he's out. He's on IR for four weeks. Hollywood missed a lot of training camp, but he's back at practice. Sammy Watkins missed some training camp. Miles Boykins out on IR. I mean, we had Tyron Wallace. He did pretty well. And James Prochet, who's had an outstanding training camp. Um, we briefly saw it in the Washington game. but And then not to mention, we have money man Mark Andrews, who just signed a four-year extension, like 56 four mil. A $56 million four-year extension with the Baltimore Ravens. And that's Lamar's favorite target. Um, Lamar and Mark Andrews, they have great chemistry. Even though our receivers suck. Actually, I don't even want to say they suck. Like, I really feel like they have so much potential. But our offensive playbook is just not open. And Like, we're a very run-heavy team. Speaking of run-heavy... I don't know if you heard, but J.K. Dobbins is out with the ACL tear. Well, what I mentioned earlier in the podcast about how I was, like, very upset, Gus Edwards, our running back one, is also out with the ACL tear. Justice Hill, who was on 
who is our third running back. He tore his Achilles um, last week. So we just signed Le'Veon Bell, Trenton Cannon, and just like within the last hour, we signed Devontae Freeman. If those running backs play Monday night, I don't think Devontae Freeman will play Monday night. Um, Trenton Cannon is already on the active like 53-man roster because he's a he's going to play special teams too. I think they're going to... I mean, I feel like they have to promote Le'Veon Bell to the 53-man roster now with the recent news of Gus Edwards out. Um, but I don't... Like I said, we all, Greg Roman is going to have to change up our playbook. And Lamar Jackson is going to prove... The, he's been proving haters wrong for the last three years. I think even more so this year with our running back room like dwindling. Um, it, we're gonna have to like change it up on offense, and we're gonna have to throw a lot. And Lamar has the ability to do that. He's always had the ability, and he just gets better every year. And yeah, I even with the major injuries. Coming now, because speaking of like injuries, like defense, like Ravens defense is one of the best defenses in the league, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Ravens fan. We we have we had we have the best uh, secondary. Um, speaking of secondary, Marcus Peters also tore his ACL today, so he will be out for the rest of the season. Um, but I think it's a good a good opportunity for Tavon Young to step up. And Anthony Aver, um, those guys are our backups. I mean, we have good depth in cornerbacks, so I don't think we'll struggle too much there. But then again, there's nothing there's nothing that anyone can do to replace what Marcus Peters does. Overall, I think we'll be just fine. But with the <laughs> let's just move on to the Raiders. I mean, Derek Carr is our quarterback. He has a and Darren Waller, who's a former Raven, he's our tight end over there who had great numbers last year. He's going to be a great uh, tight end this year. And then Hunter Renfro and and Henry Ruggs, not to mention Jace Jacobs and Kenyon Drake in the backfield. They, they're they a great running back duo. Like The offense is really good. Um, I just think our offense is better, even with the injuries I just talked about and ranted about. So, and then just like to throw this out there, the last two seasons that Lamar started, the Ravens had have a combined score against their opponent, ninety seven to sixteen, is what we out we outscored them ninety seven to sixteen, on week one, and in the last five years it's been one hundred and seventy seven to twenty six. Ravens are known for going all out week one and just absolutely dominating no matter for home no matter for away like and I don't think that's any different and it's not going to be any different despite the injuries that we've been cursed with I think the Ravens are winning this game and I think they're going to continue to streak and dominate it dominate week one um but yeah after this sad breaking news podcast (laughs) um I said it was going to be a short podcast, too, but I'm, like, 10 minutes away from an hour. That's insane. I didn't think I'd talk that much. Next week, next week, we'll, um, I'll go over all my picks. We'll go over, we'll, we'll probably go over, like, 
the good games, you know. And then we'll see how I did with my picks. And and then we'll go through week two games and pray that there is no more season-ending injuries for the Baltimore Ravens or anyone else in this league because that is the absolute worst part of football is the injuries. I said it last week. I'll say it every day. I'll say it a million times in my future. I hate injuries. I hate that they, like, tear these guys' career. Also, quick side note, I just saw on Twitter, um, and I'm laughing because my friend just replied to me. I saw on Twitter this New York, his bio has a New York, uh, NFL New York Giants insider. And he tweeted out that the Ravens and Giants are in trade discussions for running back Saquon Barkley. There is no shot that is happening. I I mean, I as a Ravens fan, like, I don't even want that to happen because Giants are going to want, I mean, he already said Giants want multiple first-round picks. I do not want to give up multiple first-round picks for Saquon after, like, I just don't, I just don't want to do it. I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. It's, that's it. I'm, I'm just, we're going to end the podcast because the game's about to start in, like, an hour and... I have to take my dog out, and she's over here chewing on her antler, just waiting to go outside. So, with that being said, the Ravens are going to be fine. Go, like, go get drunk. Go be with friends. Go eat food this weekend. Like, that's, tailgating is the best part about NFL. And go watch some great games happen. Um, Just remember to always be kind. Don't sleep on Lamar Jackson, even more so. Like, don't, don't fucking sleep on Lamar Jackson and Roll Tide. Talk to you guys next week.